Alan Show on AM 1230 WJBC. It is the WJBC forecast. Heart of Illinois ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. Mostly cloudy with a stray shower possible. High of 42. Tonight, mostly cloudy and breezy. High, uh, a low of 40, excuse me. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and mild. High of 52. Wednesday, widespread rain showers. High of 55. It's 67 by Thursday. Showers and storms, though, likely. Right now at WJBC, it is 41 degrees. Talk about this. Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 blah. On and on and on. Over there. No. Prepare yourself okay. for Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate, <laughs> stimulating, yeah. hit you right in the... <laughs> there you go. We start becoming a team right now. This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig Oh, Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, a lot has happened in the last couple days. A lot has happened. But I think it's important to start off the show uh, this way. You're okay. If you're listening right now, uh, I hope that you're okay. Most everyone out there is okay, though. So you are okay. Uh, no matter how afraid you feel, no matter how, you know, uh, the next few weeks, few months go, cases are rising of COVID-19, and that's what we really should call it. Uh, I even had to Google like what coronavirus that word means. Uh, and I think it means anything that can be transmitted between humans and animals. That's at least my understanding. Currently, 829-2345, if uh, you know a better one, COVID-19. I also uh, heard a lot of people saying, uh, have we had 18 other of these if we're calling this one 19? No. Uh, COVID-19 is named that because it was discovered in December of 2019 uh, last year. So it's named after the year it was found. But anyway, that that is a legitimate fear uh, in the United States, there's there's cases on the rise like crazy. We went uh, off the air Friday, and the CDC at about 4 o'clock on Friday had confirmed about 1,600 total cases. However, uh, I think we've grown to understand in the last few days that we weren't testing, uh, not anywhere near as much as we should. And that's something we already knew. We certainly weren't testing to the rate of a South Korea, uh, which is testing 10,000 people a day. And on Friday, uh, President Trump said that we're going to aim for 15 to 20,000 as we ramp all that stuff up. Uh, but as you hear from Fauci and everybody else, it's our system's not built uh, like a lot of other systems, so it's harder to get those those things in place. Uh, but we hope to have them in place soon. Uh, but anyway, as as testing continues to to go, uh, we're going to find more and more cases. There was a case in Woodford County, uh, which is very close to here, so I'm sure that has continued to to raise the level of fear. Uh, I went shopping this weekend, and not to hoard supplies because anyone that's doing that, and I'm going to be as understanding as possible today. Uh, by the way, of every single mindset uh, that exists out there in the world as far as this goes right now. So if you are someone hoarding supplies and you're just doing it out of fear, like, breathe. Uh, first thing to do is breathe. That <laughs> That's my advice from the Craig Collins Show today. Take a step back, breathe, you're okay. And that's important to keep saying as much as I can. 829-2345, please call into the show. I want to open up the phones for two things all day today. First is is to talk uh, about anything. And honestly, if you're someone who's staying at home, uh, the elderly, uh, people who are immunocompromised, should be self-quarantining, as well as anybody that obviously has tested positive for the virus. Uh, but the CDC's recommendations have changed daily. I mean, if we looked at this yes, last week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, you know, the biggest things they were telling us to do is consider 
250 people as events that you might want to postpone. Um, Sunday night, they said anything more than 50. Restaurants are closing. Um, almost every single business out there that's not you know, a grocery store is probably somewhat likely to close. Uh, it's not, and I, that's going to kill small business owners. I get it. Uh, there are systems in place, at least for the people who work in those industries, to go get unemployment. You can do that here in Illinois if you wind up out of work. And actually, you know what's interesting, too? I think I saw someone on our social media pages ask, um, wait a minute, do I have to go look for work? If you've ever been unemployed before, you know one of the criteria to, to you know remain getting paid by the government is that you're actively looking for work. Uh, they actually made a statement as far as this goes for this specific thing. If your job was to be a waiter or waitress at one of the many restaurants that is now closed or will be closed as of this evening, uh, you do not have to go try to find another job and interview for jobs while you know, being fearful of a potential pandemic that's, that's existing. Uh, you just have to be ready to go back to work when your employer reopens. If you do that, if you're willing to work, as long as your job of choice uh, is available to you, when it becomes available to you, you can collect unemployment through. I think that's good. I think a lot of things that are happening right now in retrospect, are, are probably good. Uh, and, and again, I say everything I say today, because I got a bunch of stats. I, I found a bunch of articles about the latest issues with coronavirus, with COVID-19. And I know, I know you want those. I know that that's part of what you're listening to the radio about. But I also assume that a lot of people out there who are at home are just listening. They're just sitting there like, I need to hear someone. I need to talk to someone. So please, 829-2345, call in. And talk to me about whatever. Well, I'll put you on longer than I should. I don't care. Uh, call her. What's your name? Yeah. I'd like to get off the subject just for a minute. Sure. Why is it that when the president signs a bill that they hand him a different pen every time he signs it? I thought they saved the pens. I was I was under the impression that depending on how important the bill was, those pens were saved for some reason. I don't, I don't know why they hand a different pen every single time, but I, that was what I thought. But I'm no expert in this. I, I can figure it out though. That's a great. It's a great side question. What are you doing? What's your name? Vern. Vern, what are you doing right now? Are you staying at home? I'm sitting here listening to you. Okay. Uh, how old are you, Vern? If you don't mind my asking. Eighty. Eighty. Have you been staying in a lot recently? Oh, I went to Kroger's and back this morning. They ain't got no milk. They out of You know, a lot of places don't have a lot of stuff. Um, almost no one has has Purell. Uh, and again, like that's another point. Do you feel worried? Are you okay, Vern? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good to hear. I got other calls calling in. I'm going to have to let you go. But Vern, thanks for calling into the show, man. Okay. Bye bye. Right. Caller, what's your name? Steve. Steve, how you doing? Good. Uh, good, Craig. I, I heard you talking about unemployment benefits for. Right. Uh, those displaced, as particularly bartenders and servers. Yeah. Are, are you know if those are available to part-time uh, are. bartenders and servers? They are. Okay. All right. I, I just wanted to make sure because normally unemployment benefits are only for full-time employees. Actually, that's not necessarily true. I think that, and I don't know if that's you know. I think federally, you can get unemployment if you get fired from a part-time job as long as you were making enough to qualify for the low end or whatever it is. Uh, but they they are available part-time uh, right now. So. So you right, can. Very yeah. good. Sure, no problem, Steve. Thanks, Craig. Sure, bye. Caller, what's your name? Randy. Randy? Yes. How are you doing, Randy? All right. What do you want to say? Well, how come we're going to put all these people in the, these politicians are shutting everything down, but the primaries must go on? 
Okay, that's a, there's a lot of risk right there. Randy, that's a, a that's a wonderful question. How old are you, by the way? Do you mind me asking? 60. And you want to vote, but you're worried to go vote because you are in, you're actually just on the tip of those at-risk groups at 60 years old. Sure. Um, if one judge has it, there's a lot of people going to be infected. Yeah, i got to be honest with you, man, and I, I don't usually target our own politicians on this program or talk to them, but in this case, I, I kind of would like to. I think we should do more. I think there should be a lot more done as to how, our, how we consider primaries in the state because a lot of people want to go out and vote, and even people who want to support the president. People who know that it doesn't matter on that side to vote for them, they still want to do it. And right now, I do understand the fear in, in running it and, and allowing that to be a thing that still happens. So totally agree with you, man. Um, other than that, you doing good? Well, according to their guidelines, you know. Yeah, one I know. person comes in and infects everybody. You can that's infect the worst scenario, worse than a restaurant. You can infect at least two people, is what it says. Is the typical one person gets it? They usually give it to at least two others. Uh, I got to run. I got a bunch more calls calling in, but I think that's a great point, Randy. Thanks for calling. Politics play first. They do apparently. Uh, caller, what's your name? Yeah, uh, Dave. Dave, what do you want to say? I uh, just got a question about. Uh, with the stock market crashing, yes. uh, are we going to have a 1929? Or are they going to close the bank? Should we take all our cash out of the bank for? Uh, I would, I would, I would say don't do that. I would say that the reason that that we have certain things in place now that we didn't have in 1929 is exactly to prevent anyone from ever making a run on on trying to get money out of banks. Um, everything is federally backed now, so your money won't just be gone uh, unless, of course, our whole government and everything falls down. Um, I, I think with the market. And you've seen it in other countries. China had a, a lot of fallout, uh, but they're on the other end of, of what we might be headed toward. And again, I don't want to stoke mm-hmm. fear. I have no idea. We're doing a lot of stuff to try to prevent ourselves from getting into the situations that you've seen in China, even what you're seeing in Italy, even though our numbers kind of mirror theirs. Um, and so I, I would say that they've demonstrated in China that even though the economy got hit real hard, uh, you know, they're, they're still functioning. They're still there. And so as long as we get a handle on this somehow, uh, I think everything would be fine. I would say that you don't need to go make a run on your bank and gr- grab all the money. But I do get the fear. Uh, is that something that sure. you've been contemplating doing? I just heard. I just thought of it today. I said, why hasn't nobody ever brought this up or talking mm-hmm. about it? Well, so, I know it's more fear stuff, but it's a reality, too. It could be a reality. I well, know. I mean, so the, the reason that everything is uh, FDIC insured now is because of 2019. Or excuse me, on 1919 or 1929. That's that's the number I was yeah. looking for. Thank you. 29 <laughs> when the when it actually collapsed. So the reason we have all those insurances in place and the government says you know banks are protected in this way and that's existed since yeah. then. I think about 33 or whatever when Roosevelt did that. It's for this exact reason. So you don't have to be afraid right. that your money would just evaporate from your savings account. It won't. It'll be there. I guess that's why they stopped the market after it hits a certain. Well, max. that's a it's you a know, weird and it's triggered bit. it's triggered more often than you think over the last uh, Friday and, and Monday. Uh, it's just it's yeah. a, it's a weird they they stopped trading for a little bit so it doesn't surge lower, uh, but it's right. it's going right. to fall more. We're not we're at the beginning, not the end of this stuff. Uh, but thank you for the call. You're doing okay though, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, there you go. Thanks. Well, cool. <laughs> as, as much as you can be. All right, cool. I got another call. Thanks yeah, for thank calling you. in. Uh, caller, what's your name? This is Jim. What do you want to say, Jim? Hey, I, I just wanted the grocery store to get some prescriptions. But there's people just walking around the grocery, grocery stores aimlessly yeah. because they can't find what it is they want. They they have no idea as to what to do. Normally on a Monday, there's like next to no one at the grocery store. Yeah. Today it's just half of people walking around looking for they're not exactly sure what. Right. 
they they just, they're walking around <laughs> looking for something. They just they feel comforted by the fact that they can still get into the grocery store and they still want to walk around it and just maybe they'll be inspired to buy something. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm guessing yeah. so. Are you know, they're just make, waiting for stuff to magically appear on the shelves that aren't there? I'm not exactly sure. I well. Just, and let's, it was let's, a weird experience. Let's say this, Jim, uh, for anybody that's buying a whole bunch of stuff, and I know the president has even said this now, and retailers asked him to say it, which is crazy. Uh, you, you don't need to buy a whole bunch of stuff. You, you don't. Um, and uh, maybe I'm being, you know, naive they're, they're, in saying that. They're going to keep making these products. They you, are. you don't need to hoard them. <laughs> they are. They're, they're not going to stop making toilet paper. Yeah. They're not going to stop making food. And actually, I will praise Amazon and eBay uh, as two companies that I'm very proud of right now. And it's kind of weird to even say that because at times not very proud. Uh, but they prevented people from this price gouging craziness stuff because like at a Tennessee or wherever, people were driving around with like rented trucks and just buying up all the hand sanitizer so they could flip it for profit on uh, Amazon's oh, and that, eBay's. there's a special place in hell for those people. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. So many people need these have products. Nice. Thank you. Yes, have a good have day, a nice too. day. Thank you. Absolutely true, Jim. Uh, people that drove it, like if you saw an opportunity financially and what's been going on out there and just fear, you're, you're essentially um, benefiting financially from fear. That's, that's atrocious. And Amazon and, and eBay and those companies have prevented that from happening. Um, you know, and so now I guess I think out of Tennessee, the biggest story, the one that's sort of a an example, but there's probably a bunch of other ones. It's not totally fair to go after just this one dude. Uh, but he wound up donating all like 17,000 bottles that he bought to to, you know, charities and stuff, which is good. It's very good. Don't do that. Don't be people that that, you know, if you're afraid, though, like there's two camps here. There's people who do it because they think there's money in it. And that's that's bad. Don't be that human. And then the people who are afraid. If you're sitting at home right now listening to my show and you got like 50 bottles of Purell in your house because you were just so afraid it made you feel better, I, I think I get that from a psychological perspective. I, I only came in 45 minutes before the shift. I did all my prep work at home. That doesn't necessarily mean that I now think my coworkers have coronavirus or COVID-19 and I'm afraid of getting it. Uh, what it means is you got to respect the mentality a little bit too. Well, at the same time, imploring people to process their emotions just a tad more process think it through just a, just a bit more when you decide any of the stuff you want to do when you run out and grab all the toilet paper you can find at the grocery store uh, by the way i bought a bidet I'm, I'm very excited i installed it on sunday test drove it a few times I, I had a great time with it and i think it'll cut down my toilet paper use even after a pandemic so i'm very excited about it and i was price gouged by the way it's supposed to be 15 bucks less than i paid and i knew it because I've, I've been looking at it for weeks i've wanted this bidet for weeks, irrelevant to any current things going on. I was reading about like the health benefits of it and the, the environmental benefits of it, and my wife was so against it. She thought it was such a stupid idea. And I was like, but I think it's cool, and now I got it, and I even paid 15 bucks extra. Still happy about it. But at the same time, don't be those people. I, I would like to get my 15 bucks back from whoever raised the price, uh, but it's been nice. Uh, but anyway, my, my big takeaway, first segment out of the gate, I wanted to say, you are okay. You are. Does that mean you can just go willy-nilly? We should all go out there and, like, disrespect any of the CDC guidelines? No. Uh, from jump on this show, I have said to respect every CDC guideline. I absolutely believe in them. Uh, last week, the CDC was not saying shut down events that had, you know, a bunch of people at it. This week, they are. They're saying shut down any event that's 50 or more people, including, like, weddings and stuff. And maybe I'll get a wedding person on or someone to talk about that. Uh, but those are important things. Follow those guidelines. Protect yourselves. Um, what we don't want, and this is, I guess, some of the scary stuff to mention. I got to take a break way behind. Um, what we don't want is an overrun of our medical system. 
our hospital beds. We have something like two beds per thousand people in this country, which is way beyond most of the other wealthier countries in the world. Uh, we have way less. There's like 12 beds per thousand people in South Korea, for example, is a company that's doing this really, or a country that's doing this really well. So we are going to have to take a long, hard look at ourselves. I don't know the answers. Uh, you know, I'm going to stop pretending I do. I have no idea what the answers are. But our health system, there's got to be a way to do better. Uh, and also, uh, for anyone out there that's providing health services right now, doctors, nurses, administrative staff, anyone that's sitting in a hospital afraid of what could be coming through those doors but willing to help, thank you to you people. Thank you so, so much. I know there's stories out there that are saying people are getting sick that are providing care to others. If that doesn't deter you, you're, you're one of the heroes in times like this. WJBC forecast, mostly cloudy with a stray shower possible, 42 today. Mostly cloudy and breezy, 40 low tonight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and milder, a high of 52. Caller, stay on hold. I just I answered a phone. Stay there. Hang out. Uh, tomorrow, partly cloudy and milder, high of 52. Wednesday, widespread rain showers, high of 55. And Thursday, uh, showers and storms, high of 67. Right now, 41 at WJBC. Uh, Caller, you're on the air. Hi, this is Gretchen from Mary. Hey, Gretchen, we had had a conversation scheduled. I know J.B. Pritzker is going to speak any minute, so we might do okay. like an abbreviated version of this. That's uh, fine. And maybe I'll have you on again. Uh, I had to obviously cancel the in-person stuff, the spring cleaning stuff. But I'm sure people still want to hear how to clean things, because right now we're cleaning a lot of stuff. So, so yes. Gretchen, yes. Uh, please tell us the best ways to disinfect your house or disinfect maybe things you're bringing in and out of the house a lot. Just so some of those tips. So before we start that, I just want to caution people because there's a lot of cleaning going on. There are certain things that we should not be mixing together. Everybody knows about bleach and vinegar. Bleach and ammonia is another really hazardous combination. But bleach and rubbing alcohol or hydrogen peroxide and vinegar are both additional items that you do not want to combine. You end up going to the hospital for a different reason. If you're not careful with the cleaning concoctions you're making at home, so, the, the amount of aromas, the amount of gas or whatever that would come out of those things would be right. things that are pretty scary. Okay, cool. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. wonderful. Um, yeah. So, so then, while we're thinking, you know, about hand sanitizing and cleaning and all this different mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. Um, what are some of those tips that you're throwing out there to to keep your home as as germ free as possible? Right. So as we discussed back in February, a steamer is really ideal for a lot of situations in your home where you can't use, excuse me, a product with any kind of bleach in it. So, for example, furniture. If you've had someone over and they coughed on your couch, Mm -hmm. you can steam that kind of stuff. Throw pillows can be steamed. Um, Curtains can be steamed. The car seats um, that your kids are riding in, or even if you don't have leather seats in your car, that you're sitting in, you can steam those things as well. Cool. That's, that sounds like a very smart thing. Do you think that we can, uh, this is silly to even ask, do you think we can overdo like the cleaning stuff? Like, can we go uh, crazy in a way, or is it just good to be as, as tidy as possible? Are you guys still providing services, by the way, too? We are. We okay. are still providing services, absolutely. We've um, put our employees through additional training above and beyond what our normal protocol is. Wow. But um, obviously the demand is up right yeah. now. And so we're doing our best to meet that. But as far as overcleaning at home on a personal basis, if you use caution, I would say two or three times a day should be enough. You know, everybody's supposed to be um, distancing themselves. So if Mm -hmm. nobody goes out of the house and everybody in the house is pretty healthy, you don't have to clean as often. I wouldn't say you can skip cleaning altogether just because everybody's asymptomatic. You still can be sick and not know it. 
but you don't have to necessarily go around behind everybody every single minute of the day. Uh, you know, I found this this article that was incredible out of China um, of a woman that cared for her mom who got sick with uh, coronavirus, um, and the woman never got sick, and she did all these different precautions to protect herself. I'm sure yeah. that in a in a different way, you've given advice to people before when someone gets ill for any reason in the home. What are some of those advice pieces? And I think we've even talked about it before, like things to to clean if you have someone at home who's even if it's just the regular flu or something, like someone right, who's right. not feeling well. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless of what it is, anytime someone's contagious, you should line their garbage can or all garbage cans in the house with a plastic liner that can be removed. Mm-hmm. One less thing you have to worry about cleaning is the inside of the garbage can. I like to double up on tissues. If they have to blow their nose or cough into a tissue, use two of them, not just one. Yeah. It helps prevent that absorption going through onto their hands. When people wash their hands, and I witnessed this, firsthand in the public restroom the other day at a grocery store, you have to use the soap for 20 seconds and then rinse. Don't wash under the faucet, the water (laughs) running the soap down the drain, and count that as your 20 seconds because the rinsing is above and beyond. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the person who's sick should be wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. That help protects everybody. Gloves are absolutely the number one best friend of any caregiver in any situation if you can get your hands on them. If you can't, can't find latex gloves, you can use good old-fashioned latex dish gloves like you would use to wash dishes. Sure. Okay, yep. there you go. That's, that's again, a very good tip. It's cool to hear that you guys are open. You said there's higher demand uh, right now for people. What about the, the common in- entrances, exits of the home? Like, are there extra things you're supposed to do in those areas, well, especially with, like, stuff you're taking with you? Maybe your phone, sure. whatever it is that's yep. leaving the house with you. Phones are the number one thing that are overlooked, I think, when it comes to disinfecting. A lot of people use cases for their phones. Yeah. Um, you want to be disinfecting those cases as well. The other thing to remember is that some doorknobs have a front and a back to them rather than a round handle. You want to get all surfaces of that doorknob. If somebody opens the door itself, um, you turn the knob, you, you pull it open, but then you grab onto the door to open or shut it. You want to be sure you're cleaning the door itself, not just the knob. Same goes for car handles. Um, Anytime you touch a keypad, carry hand cleaner in the grocery store with you. If you have to touch something that other people have touched, clean your hands afterwards. There you go. Uh, So are you getting a lot of calls then, like you said, too? There's a lot of people interested in maybe having you help out uh, right now? Yes, very much so. Uh, Well, uh, all right, Gretchen. I I hope to talk to you more about spring cleaning stuff and, like, more simple stuff uh, as we go here. But I I wanted – I'm sure that people need that information. Is there any other tips you want to throw out there for anyone that's concerned or anything like that? I say just be cautious and don't leave the house unless you absolutely have to. There you go. Uh, Gretchen Shelley, she's with Merry Maids. You can call them right now. They're still – are you guys all booked up, though, actually? Uh, We have a couple of openings later in the week, 661-1726. There you go. Thank you so much, Gretchen. You're welcome. Bye-bye. That's Craig Collins' show on AM 1230 WJBC. We're waiting for J.B. Pritzker to speak. Uh, He will speak live uh, at any moment. Uh, Now, that's why we're actually not going to any sort of national conversations that are taking place. I know the president is, is going to be speaking, and, you know, Pence is speaking. A lot of people are speaking, but but we're waiting for the local angle. Uh, so AM 1230 WJBC will hang in until J.B. Uh, walks out and gives us his his latest update on everything. I think this might be something they intend to do every day. So we will continue to cover those things live. Uh, I want to go back to what I was talking about before having Gretchen on, and I think that I have Jim Schuldner uh, coming on at 3 o'clock too, even though the, the McLean County has, has canceled a lot of those board meetings. He is involved with those. He will give us some updates uh, there a little bit later on in the show, just after 3 o'clock. Uh, like I said, we're still waiting for J.B. Pritzker too. Uh, but I, I do, 829-2345. I want to open the phone lines throughout 
every single Craig Collins show, not just this one, um, you know, uh, all week, all, as many as you need. Uh, call me if you're open, if you're uh, a restaurant or someone providing food services, even if you don't normally provide them, 829-2345. I know the band doesn't start until 10 o'clock tonight, so if you're already planning those things and you just want to get the word out, do it. Do it today, do it tomorrow, do it anytime on my show. And also call me if you've been in the house for a few days and you're feeling a little, you know, uh, whatever it is, a little cabin fever, please call in 829-2345. You can talk about whatever you want. As far as some of the COVID-19 info uh, goes, we saw a huge jump in the amount of cases. And granted, this is probably more likely because of the ability to be tested than actually the, I mean, I'm sure that more people are getting it every single day. Uh, but the reality is that we're probably way behind on how many people currently have it. Um, we, we've done testing in a very small amount. I know even on Friday, I was talking to some people about how uh, they thought that tests were available for anyone that would need it, but that's not true. Uh, there's several cases out there throughout the country of people that would you would think have every logical reason to be tested and they weren't capable of getting tested, but we were trying to fix that. Our system is uniquely ill-suited for these kinds of things. Our, our medical system is great in a lot of ways. There's a lot of things about health in the United States that is, that is very good. We have very good doctors, very good hospitals. You know, there's, there's a lot of good things about our health system, but this would not be uh, set up for, for benefiting us in that way. Our health system is, is designed to, as Fauci has said several times, not necessarily be capable of just flipping a switch and handling this like all the other countries. So that'll be a conversation, I think, that we'll talk about for a while. Um, it was certainly a conversation on the Democratic side of the, the, you know, the presidential campaigns right now, uh, a conversation between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. And, and now it'll probably be not necessarily their plan, but, but fixing health care uh, would be something that I think would be tremendously important to a lot of people. Italy um, has a lot of scary information coming out of there. And again, I want to reiterate with everything I say, you're okay. Just remember, you're okay. And if you're not okay, go try to get help, get treatment, uh, figure out what's going on and why you're not okay. And uh, I hope that everything is okay. Uh, but when we look at Italy, what we're trying to, to understand is how our numbers are similar to theirs just days behind. And then that's why the mass decision-making has been done the way it's been done. Uh, last week, I wasn't really sure I understood canceling every single big giant event that was coming up, especially when there were pieces of information that made, that made me think that a better idea uh, would have been to quarantine anyone, ill or not, that was in an at-risk group. But that's, that's the more we understand about the way this transmits to, um, which uh, COVID-19, I guess you can be very, um, uh, you can be very contagious and have no symptoms for days. It takes something like five days to demonstrate symptoms. That's why these 14 or, or 28 or eight-week bands, all these different numbers are thrown out there for entirety to go from potential exposure to 100%, you know, not contagious. It's, it's those long timelines that are a big cause in all this. So, again, with the, there's information we didn't have before that changes the CDC guidelines uh, that make us say things like no crowd over 50, uh, you know, no need to, to go out and just be out for the sake of it. Uh, you should be at home as much as you can. You should be as safe as you can. Continue to do the other stuff. But it's it's a dynamic, ever-evolving, ever-changing uh, issue. And we still don't really understand if what we're doing is right or wrong. We won't understand for a while. 
but it's certainly cautious and it's certainly intelligent to to err on the side of caution when things seem to get extra scary. Uh, so a quick break, a lot more on AM twelve thirty. I have stories, I have stats for you. Call in whatever you're looking for eight two nine two three four five. A few different medical people have gotten sick. Some TSA agents have gotten sick. Uh, there's a lot of stories out there that say you know more so than ever protect each other, care for one another, uh, do the best we can to to flatten the curve. Um, and if you don't know what that means and you've heard it a lot on TV, there's a a curve of cases that usually goes upward like a roller coaster. We want it to be the most boring roller coaster ever here in the United States. We want it to not go up and just go straight and then start to you know gradually go back down uh, like countries in South Korea have been more uh, successful at doing than Italy or, or China was. We want boring roller coaster. And right now we're not sure what we're going to get. So we're going to try harder and harder to find boring roller coaster. And that involves... You know, not going out to bars, shutting stuff down, et cetera. All right, quick break. A lot more on AM 1230. WJBC.com. It's Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I love some of my regular callers. Uh, I just had someone call in and ask why we're patching roads right now, why we're putting stuff out there on the roads when it's raining outside. I can't answer that question. That's a good question. And if that's uh, the kind of thing you're concerned about, uh, please call in. 829-2345. I know I just missed a call as well. Uh, if you're wondering why we're not going to the the national conversation taking place with Pence and Trump. We're waiting on J.B. Pritzker, who had also said that he'd be speaking at 2.30. Uh, he has not yet taken the podium, uh, so we're still waiting for that. He will be speaking at the Illinois Emergency Management Agency uh, at some point, any minute now, and we will go straight to it. We will preempt any news or anything else uh, we have coming up. So we'll do the best we can to get you that information as soon as you can. Uh, there is announcements about a coronavirus vaccine uh, and testing being open to U.S. volunteers getting uh, a first shot. U.S. researchers gave the first shot to the first person in a test in an experimental vaccine that's being used as of today, uh, uh, leading off a worldwide hunt for protection, even as the pandemic surges. I should say a lot of stuff about a headline like that, though. And again, this if you're not sick right now, I, I know you know that there's still a lot of fear, a lot of reasons to to follow all the CDC guidelines to to protect others and be safe, et cetera, and also a desire probably to have a vaccine out there or even to get tested, um, you know, shifting a little bit in the conversation. Oh, you know what? Okay, never mind. We'll get to that in a second. Right now, J.B. Pritzker. Good afternoon and thank you for joining us. We're holding today's briefing at the State Emergency Operations Center here in Springfield. Standing with me today are Sangamon County Board Chair Andy Van Meter, Sangamon County Public Health Director uh, Gail O'Neill and Department Chair Dr. Brian Miller, Illinois Municipal League Director Brad Cole, as well as the state agency directors that are leading our COVID-19 response, Dr. Ngaze Azike, the director of our Illinois Department of Public Health and Illinois Department of, sorry, Illinois Emergency Management Agency Director, Brigadier General Alicia Tate-Nadeau. I wanna start with a reminder that we have our COVID-19 state hotline number that people should know about now available in English and Spanish and Polish and Mandarin will be up by the end of the week. To help answer any questions that people may have, 
I want to remind you of what that number is, and I would ask you to publicize that if you would. The number is 800-889-3931. My administration created this hotline for the same reason that we launched these daily public updates. It's our priority to communicate with you regularly, responsibly, and honestly. These sacrifices are difficult for all of us, and to get through it, our residents deserve to be equipped with the most clear and reliable information that they can get. I know there are rumors flying around on federal and state action, and I encourage the press and the public to function with a heightened commitment to truth and verification in this unprecedented situation. Here in Illinois, you will be able to get all the facts directly from me and my administration at this daily press conference. Last night, the CDC announced its strictest national recommendations to date, advising against gatherings of 50 people or more for the next eight weeks. There is new guidance out just moments ago from the President of the United States, and we can talk more about that in the questions and answers. But as a result of the guidance that's been given, I am mandating that any gatherings of the 50 people or more guidance by the CDC uh, will be canceled. Illinoisans who can stay home should continue to do so. It is imperative that our residents take responsibility for themselves, their families, and their communities at this moment. As you know, at 9 p.m. tonight, all bars and restaurants across the state of Illinois will close their dining rooms to the public through the end of this month. This was a difficult decision, but it's what the medical experts and the scientists tell us that we must do to safeguard the health of the people of Illinois. My administration is working with restaurant associations and owners and food delivery services to find options to safely keep kitchens open for drive-through, for curbside pickup and delivery during this period. I know that there are Illinoisans all across the state who get their paychecks from bars and restaurants. My administration has expanded unemployment insurance to cover individuals without access to paid sick leave or who are unable to work due to COVID-19. I have also directed my administration to do everything in our power to provide assistance to every resident who needs it, including seeking a moratorium on utility shutoffs for residents who can't pay their bills during this period and filing a federal waiver to expand Medicaid. Today also marks another hiatus that's an important part of our effort to curb the rates of COVID-19 spread. This is the last day of school for our K-12 schools across the state until March 31st. We must protect our children and their parents, as well as the educators, administrators, and staff people who work at our schools. And since each of them can also be a carrier of COVID-19 back home if they become infected in school, we needed to stop people from bringing the virus home with them. Yesterday, members of my staff and the Illinois State Board of Education held six hours of tele-town halls 
with our 852 superintendents from across the state to answer questions and work through any remaining challenges. I wanna thank our superintendents who have worked very closely with us in designing the best approach in their communities, many of them working around the clock with our team at ISBE to meet the needs of the children, parents, teachers, and administrators throughout our state. We'll continue to distribute meals to all children who qualify for free and reduced lunch through a combination of delivery and parent pickup meal options, depending on the district. We're also encouraging schools to expand their meal distribution program to all children under 18 years old or to any student enrolled in an Illinois school, regardless of their age. Here in Springfield, District 186 is offering bagged breakfast and lunch for pickup from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. at four locations across the district. Lanfear High School, Southeast High School, Springfield High School, and Franklin Middle School, with more sites and delivery methods to come. A week ago today, I formally declared a state emergency, activating the State Emergency Operations Center, which is where we are today. The SEOC includes decision makers from every state agency and acts as the coordination center for crisis management response and operations to notify, activate, deploy, and employ state resources in response to any threat. I want to express my sincerest gratitude to the many unsung heroes who keep this operation moving 24-7, the vast majority of whom the public will never know. Springfield is also home to one of our three state-run COVID-19 testing labs, which are also located in Chicago and Carbondale. These facilities and their personnel deliver, deliver us from sorry, deliver us some of the fastest results of any state when it comes to COVID-19 testing and support our Sentinel surveillance operation to monitor for the virus all across Illinois. 15 hospitals statewide are running the program with more to come. Three hospitals here in central Illinois, seven hospitals in Cook County, three hospitals in other areas of northern Illinois, and two hospitals in Southern Illinois, all performing this Sentinel surveillance. Together, our state lab and hospital partners are ramping up testing to the levels necessary for us to better understand the presence and patterns of the spread of the virus in Illinois. But to get a full picture of that, we need the federal government to lead, follow, or get out of the way. From the beginning, I've been pressing the White House for a rapid increase in test deployment nationwide. There are COVID-19 tests available right now that have been approved for use in Europe and use in Asia that are not available in the United States. So I'm calling on the FDA to review and approve these tests as soon as possible. Precious time has been lost because the White House made some bad decisions early on which led to the current low levels of testing across the United States. But at the state level, we've had to scramble to create more testing capability on our own. 
our hospitals and our research centers in Illinois, which are some of the finest in the world, were finally given permission by the federal government to develop our own tests, which has expanded testing availability, but still more must be done by the federal government. From Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for the rest of the day today, then cloudy skies continuing overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. Lows will be in the mid-30s on the way out the door tomorrow. Highs rebounding close to 50 by tomorrow afternoon. Expect partly sunny skies for your Tuesday. More clouds for Tuesday night. Could see some showers late. Those continue into Wednesday morning. Lows Tuesday night into Wednesday morning will be in the upper 30s. High temperatures Wednesday afternoon in the mid-50s. Then another round of rain on the way for Thursday. Could even see some thunderstorms on Thursday with high temperatures in the 60s. We're a touch cooler but drier on Friday as highs dip back into the 50s and heading into the upcoming weekend. Another shot of some cooler weather. Highs near Saturday only close to 40 and then mid 40s on the way by Sunday afternoon. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 39 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. He's the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. Back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Trey, it's back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. I have a bunch of audio from uh, Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, that I want to get to in a, a few minutes. But first, I want to get Jim Soldner on the show. Jim, welcome to the Craig Collins Show. How's it going, Craig? Uh, well, you know, it's been better, uh, Jim. I imagine the same for you. You are on the McLean County Board. Uh, you guys decided not to have your, your meetings, et cetera. I know there's a lot to talk about, so Jim, uh, just, you know, uh, take it away. How do you want to start this conversation, please? Well, yeah, obviously uh, we decided that we have our regular full board meeting tomorrow at 5.30. We've decided to postpone that for two weeks mm-hmm. until the last Tuesday of the month. Uh, we decided, obviously we do a lot of important stuff, but there's nothing that's really critical. So we can't wait. If there is something that comes up, we can always have an emergency meeting. But at this point, we thought it was prudent to uh, hold off a little while on that. Sure. I, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. Obviously, we got a primary election tomorrow. The county clerk's doing everything that she can do. Um, you know, we're going to try and take all the precautions we can with sanitizer and, and keeping the safe distance. But I think I'm a little disappointed. I think we could have alleviated a few problems if the governor would have extended the mail-in ballot process. Um, people could have still requested the ballot mailed it in. Yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, so we just work with what we can. Can I talk about that for a um, second? Because I'm, I'm also on, on the same page you're on. I am surprised that there's not more of an embracing. And I understand the fact that we wouldn't have results on Tuesday, that we wouldn't have a consensus winner, et cetera. Um, but I do think for the most vulnerable of our population here in Bloomington Normal and throughout the state of Illinois, it made tremendous sense to allow the option for anyone in this state to exercise one of the most important rights we have, the ability to vote, but not do it in a way that made them feel uncomfortable for their health. However, many precautions will be taken. I'm not trying to undercut what the the great work you guys are doing or, or anyone that's going to be, you know, administering these sort of uh, uh, things is doing at the same time, though. If we allowed for the alternative option in a more expanded sense, I, I can't see, personally, I can't see the harm in that. And I, it sounds like you agree. Well, and I think, you know, what do you do now? You wake up in the morning and you don't feel good. You know, right. you, you have the option of going to the polling place and affecting some people 
or not having the opportunity to vote. And and again, I know the governor's got a lot going on. Yes. So who he's talked to, obviously he's got advisors. I think if he would have talked to the board of elections, and maybe he did, uh, we could have maybe prevented, at least had an opportunity for more people to vote. But I'm not going to hold that against him sure. again. We've got a lot going on right yep. now. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I understand. Uh, it's just that our voting right is such an important right of our of our you know in this country that i i wish we could find a way it's a great example what you just said if someone does wake up ill and and a lot of people get the flu every single day and and the scary thing about the flu is it's same symptoms as as uh covid19 at least to start until it gets covid19 gets far worse so if if you wind up with a cold you know tomorrow or if you have one currently you, you probably err on the side of caution and then i guess if you didn't vote early you just you lose your right to vote, which just to me, it just see I don't know. Uh, but anyway, what else did you want to say, Jim? What else do you want to talk about? Well, again, other than that, countywide, we're trying to do things normally. Uh, you know, in the case of a nursing home, they're not allowing outside visitors. Mm-hmm. The same way with the jail. Um, that's the system. Courts are going to go on only with specific uh, trials and cases. The chief judge, Mark Stelmeyer, made a decision that only mm-hmm. felonies and ones dealing with child abuse are going to go on. Again, if you have a question, you can call the courthouse or your lawyer and find out about that. Um, highway Department's doing their thing. We still have EMS. I know we talked about uh, calling out the EMS people. Um, and that's a possibility if we get to a point where we have to have tech cities or whatever. I hope it doesn't come to that. But we also have to remember that we live in Tornado Alley. And so there's always the problem that, you know, EMS may have other things they have to do. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to use that sparingly, but I think it's there if we need. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, Go ahead. Keep going. I also want to mention briefly, as far as other programs, the health department uh, administers the WIC program, women and children. We're still doing all that. Um, a couple changes. If you have an appointment or if you're wanting to go to the health department to deal with, with WIC, you should call ahead of time. There's a lot of that they can do over the phone. And then lastly, if you're having uh, milk or diapers or whatever delivered to your home through the health department, they're going to make provisions that you'll have to come out to the parking lot or to the street to pick those up rather than, uh, you know, rather than a member of the health department going in the building. Sure. Um, so other than that, again, we're trying to do the best we can. We're going to try and keep stuff out there in social media. And obviously, changes are we're letting the press know you guys and employees. Appreciate the help that you guys have been doing for us all. So. Yeah, sure, uh, no problem. Whatever, whatever information you want, pass it on to me at any time, and I will, I will put it out on our airwaves. I, I want to ask you one last question, Jim, and then I want to let you go because I know you're a busy guy too. There's a lot going on. Um, as far as business owners are concerned, are you guys hearing a lot um, uh, with your organization from business owners? Is there a lot of um, reaction to some of the stuff that's been going on in the last few days? Well. You know, we deal mostly with the unincorporated part of the town as far uh, the county as far as liquor licenses and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure both the town and all the municipalities are hearing. Um, one of the things I mentioned to the administrator this morning is that, you know, we're going to have to rethink our budget. Uh, yeah. We rely on sales tax. We rely on other taxes. And some of those may be cut back now. So yeah. we're going to have to figure out a way of dealing with that. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jim Soldner. You are the, uh, give me your title again. I always forget it. I'm so sorry. That's fine. I'm, I'm the vice chairman of the county board and I there represent uh, Northeastern McLean County. There we go. Thank you so much for joining me, man. I look forward to getting back to, to normal at some point and having you on before board meetings, et cetera. Uh, so you should be on in a few weeks unless those, those guidelines change and you know uh, we delay it any longer. But thanks again for joining the show, Jim.
All right, thank you. Yeah, lots of stuff going on. Uh, and I, I want to reiterate a few things on the Craig Collins Show today. I got uh, Anthony Fauci, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, one of the minds uh, behind a lot of what's been going on. Um, he spoke today uh, along with the president, the vice president, several people uh, on a national scale. So I have some of that audio to get to. Uh, but I want to keep reiterating something. Well, well, I know that people, uh, you know, will get sick. More people throughout the, the country, throughout our, our state will become ill. Uh, most likely you're, you're okay. Um, and I think that's important on a, on a psychological perspective to talk about that just a bit, to say, um, and I loved a phrase that I heard during J.B. Pritzker's um, um, uh, press conference a little bit ago. One of the people who spoke uh, used the term the worried well. The worried well, that means people who are healthy and scared. And there's a lot of people as things, things that, are, that are happening that have never happened before. The NBA canceling its season, well, or at least postponing it, I should say. Um, MLB postponing its season for a while. March Madness being entirely canceled. There are so many things going on. Uh, bars and restaurants now closing throughout the state. Is, it's jarring, and I get that. Walking into Walgreens or Walmart and seeing you know, none of the, the items that you're, you're so used to having sit there uh, every single day. And I actually have a story to add a little bit of levity to the show today of the items that still can't get purchased. <laughs> the things we don't want at grocery stores so bad that even when everything else is gone, these are the items that you'll find in mass quantities if you need them. But, but I, I want to continue to reiterate that, that we need to do everything we can to mentally stay ahead of any sort of fears that, that are, we're getting in our minds before we're sick. Um, and, and that doesn't mean that you just go, you know, nuts, that you, you know, um, uh, throw a party and invite over your 50 closest friends. That's not the response to saying that we're okay, uh, but the response is to not go buy all the toilet paper. It's just not not do it. And I, I'm going to be super forgiving to the people who've done that. I've seen a few carts that were extra full. I'm not going to yell at and attack those people. That's not the right response either because it's it's mentally needed for some people that they they just can't be at home without you know a, a closet full of toilet paper to feel well and what we need to address is that we need to help them feel better so they they give some of that toilet paper to their neighbors uh, and that's one other huge thing that was mentioned during uh, jb pritzker's conversation uh, and it was mentioned by a couple people uh, the way in which we still interact with and help those in need people in our community our neighbors whoever uh, people who might not have someone that's as vitally important. Yes, social distancing is important. It is something that you you should be doing. At the same time, uh, we can't completely just fall away from the idea that if someone somehow needs your help, that you're willing to do it. I have a story out of China of, of a daughter who took care of her mom for weeks, something like five weeks. Well, she was, after she got uh, tested positive for, for COVID-19, they went through, you know, different, and she's not a trained nurse at all, by the way. She was even making runs to hospitals in between going back home to care for her mother. And she took some precautions, a, a lot of them, uh, but she never got sick. She never uh, got the virus. Doctors were so impressed with her. And I just want to reiterate, well, you know, I'm not telling you to stock up on all the stuff she had. Uh, if you wind up in, in contact with someone who's sick, and most likely it's not COVID-19, by the way, right now. Most likely it's something else. Uh, do not, you know, run from them as if you, uh, you, you can't even be around them for a second if they need your help. Those are important things in our society. And people sitting at home right now, you know, maybe if you don't have any loved ones, I can remember uh, a listener that called in that said her husband had passed away and she kind of just lives on her own um, I'm in more of a rural area in Illinois. 
I think about people like that who, who are curious who will come to their aid if they need them, and we can still be those people. Um, so remember, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of reasons to, to take a breath. To be, I have actually, I did this early on when I was here. I did like a meditation live on air. Maybe I'll dive into that audio and do it because we might, we might need it. Even though, uh, you know, um, uh, at the time it might have been something that made us a little too relaxed. Now, maybe we need exactly that. So uh, maybe I'll dive into that. But please, I implore everyone, the worried well, as it was uh, reiterated, to, to do the best you can to, to cope with that fear and, and remember um, that it's, it's not likely that all of us right now, at least with the precautions we're taking, with the response we're having being as extreme to some as it is, this is why we won't all get sick. So that should help you feel better, not worse. The bar closing might feel scary, but it should actually feel the opposite. BC.com. Just want to come in for a second. Apparently there's a lot of water running, so this probably is going to make a lot of people want to uh, run to the restroom. I don't really want to do that to you if you're driving. But I wanted a little bit of a calming tone, uh, just so everybody can take a big, deep breath. I won't do the whole meditation thing. Uh, but I actually have a story in front of me out of Denmark, uh, and it's a great time to publish this study. Uh, it says that mindfulness has been shown to reduce the intensity of negative emotions in healthy people and those suffering from psychological uh, disorders as well, people with more serious illness. Uh, research has also revealed that mindfulness can help treat clinical emotional maladies such as depression, anxiety, stress, uh, disorders stemming from a trauma and or just shock at certain things going on. Uh, scientists still don't know all the biological mechanisms that cause people to reduce mental disorder symptoms when practicing mindfulness. What is mindfulness, Craig? Well, it's it's taking a second, taking a breath, um, and just, just trying to calm down. Um, I, I'm disappointed a little bit that we won't be able to do more YMCA stuff, but I, I understand if a lot less... Uh, um, you know, uh, classes wind up happening there in the next few days because my wife and I have been going a lot. And one thing that we like is this class called Balance and Flex because uh, at the end of it, you do kind of a few minutes of just sitting. You just either lay on the ground or sit on the ground. You listen to music like what I just played, uh, maybe with a little less water sound so you don't have to run to the restroom after. Um, and you just try to stay as relaxed as you possibly can and, and for a minute give yourself a break. Uh, I want to ask another question, 829 829- Two, three, four, five. If there's people out there like me, uh, and you can't help it, like your phone is is on your person all the time, you're in front of a computer probably a lot of the day. How many people, uh, show of hands, I'll pretend I can see them, uh, are just looking up COVID nineteen stuff a lot, like uh, you know, way more than maybe you should. Like maybe the amount that you used to check Facebook, you're now dedicating to to learning what the latest info is on COVID nineteen. We should all be armed with information. And I said actually. Uh, last week, I was thrilled to hear uh, mentions of more testing and ramping up testing because to fully understand the problem, we, we need information and testing is what provides us information like places in South Korea that are, are testing 10,000 people a day uh, and we hope to test twice as many as that uh, at some point. So we really understand the gravity of our situation. Right now, we don't know. Uh, right now, we really don't know and it's taken a while to come to that understanding, but it's it's true. We just We just don't know how bad things are, <laughs> uh, but we also don't know the best way to make them the better. And so in saying all that and trying to, to also help people, you know, calm down, uh, just remember that it, it could be all different things going on and you don't, you don't know. And all the information you read, all the reactions you see, they're all over the place. And there's a reason why they're all over the place. And it's because even those really smart people don't know either. So eight two nine two three four five 
if you've been looking up information a lot, if you're afraid, if you're worried well, uh, which, again, I, I can't say how much how grateful I am to have heard that phrase. I've never heard it before. But if you're one of those and 99% of us are, are the worried well, um, at least, uh, you want to do everything you can to, to calm yourself without needing to go take supplies from the grocery store that, that the not well uh, will need. So, so take a second, breathe. I'm going to play some commercials, uh, but just, you know, uh, breathe through this next break. I'll be back. We'll have news. We've got a lot of stuff coming up on the Craig Collins Show. Uh, but when you see how mindfulness helps people in all kinds of serious situations, and we know that we're living through an unprecedented uh, set of reactions in our time, uh, you just have to remember that it, it should all be happening for a good reason. And really, we're, the decision's already made. So second-guessing them probably doesn't help us. What does help us is calming the heck down. I almost said something. Sponsored by Heller Motors. Looking for a new or used vehicle at a low price? Then Heller Motors in Pontiac is the place to go. Heller Motors loves to make their customers happy with its great selection, low prices, and outstanding service. Shop Heller Motors online at hellerstores.com. Your forecast from Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low of 35. Tomorrow, partly sunny, a high up to 50. Wednesday, some morning rain likely, otherwise partly cloudy, high of 56. Then that Thursday, showers likely in the forecast much warmer as well, a high of 66. Right now, 39 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. It's Greg Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, guess what? Life's not normal right now. It's not. Uh, we want to act as normal as we can. I want to act as normal as I can even though I'm here on the air. Uh, and I do take seriously my, my responsibility as a broadcaster to inform uh, the audience that we'll do everything we can via our news guys uh, and myself to inform you on a lot of what's going on. Um, but, you know, uh, as best you can, uh, try, to, try to retain any level of, of things are okay, uh, which I'm going to keep saying all day on the air, uh, as much as you can just mentally, even if you're staying inside, if you're one of the at-risk groups and you don't go out, Pretty much at all, if loved ones can shop for you, it's a good idea to, to let them do that. Uh, there's a lot of things, you know, that are different about our life right now. Uh, it's all for the greater good, uh, so we can we can be happy about that, I guess, no matter uh, what's going on, what business. I totally get it, by the way. If business owners are really, um, you know, struggling to understand uh, why without any cases yet in Bloomington Normal, and I do say yet, uh, that we're taking the actions we're taking throughout the state, it's because... You know, as testing ramps up, there's there's going to be people sick more places. There was a case in Peoria uh, that got mentioned today. So uh, this is this is the beginning, not the end. And, you know, life is not normal, but let's try as best to, to have a little sense of normalcy uh, as we do this. One thing I love about that, and I'll get to uh, Dr. Fauci and everybody in a second, but I'm going to bump this story up to first just because I like it a lot. Uh, NASCAR, along with every other sport, has canceled pretty much everything. The The seasons are all over the you know, uh, football, they're still negotiating, which I love. Tom Brady is still a news story. I saw it uh, today, and I might talk about it later. But uh, with all these different things getting canceled, and a, and a lot of sports wanted to hold their events, sans fans, and then obviously that got changed. Uh, the most recent guideline thrown out a little bit earlier today is not to have a group of 10 or more people. So sport, it's just impossible. Sports is impossible, uh, except in the sense that this past weekend there was a NASCAR race. It did happen, uh, not on street and not with people driving vehicles per se, uh, but via the internets, via Twitch, via uh, video games, uh, and I think that is awesome. Dale Earnhardt Jr., by the way, participated. He placed eighth. 
There's a bunch of drivers that did it, played uh, the NASCAR video game, and it's pretty realistic. So I think we need more of this. You know, we need those senses of normalcy to come back in in unique ways the best we can do it. Uh, I think we do need concerts. I think I saw uh, one of my buddies, Nick, from Castle Theater, uh, ask people online how many how many you know might donate to a concert that was held and then shared online uh, here locally. If a band or a few bands went to the Castle Theater or somewhere that shut down and played a you know only for the internet concert, would people throw down some money for that kind of thing? And I you know if you can and you have interest, I think we should do a lot of that stuff. But there it was great the NASCAR uh, video just to watch it because they have the announcers going you know and uh, they're they're calling it like a regular race. And if you looked from far away, say you were turning the corner in a house and the TV was the opposite corner. Uh, for a second, it felt normal. You see a NASCAR race on TV or on, you know, an internet stream uh, during a, a weekend. And that was, that was nice. That was a nice thing to, to watch. And Josh Williams uh, won the race, air quotes, because it was an eSport. He is a spotter for uh, Ryan Blaney. And uh, I didn't know what a spotter was, but I guess that's the guy in your ear just telling you what's going on. And so I think we just need a lot more of this stuff. We need to protect each other. We need to do uh, a lot of uh, socially responsible things like not buying all the hand sanitizer if you're not sick and not in an at-risk group and letting other people get some of it. Uh, and then also we need to, you know, uh, we, we have an unprecedented connection via social media and the Internet. And for the first time in a while, there's been a lot of benefit to that. There's been a lot of uh, good things happening because of that connection. Uh, and the same can happen here. Uh, radio was the first social media, I think, 829-2345. I just threw out a phone number. You can call me. Anyone in the community can call me and be heard by everyone else in the community that's listening right now uh, because of the magic of this medium uh, here locally, 829-2345. And, and that's, you know, another good thing. Participate. You don't have to talk about what I'm talking about. If you're a, a restaurant that's going to start you know, uh, take-home stuff at 10 o'clock tonight or, or be giving uh, takeout orders and carryout orders and uh, drive-through stuff, uh, and you want to publicize that because it's not been a huge revenue stream for you, uh, do it, 829-2345, today, tomorrow, whenever. The Craig Collins Show is open phone lines to the businesses that, are tr- that, the businesses, excuse me, that are trying to survive, uh, you know, a tough time, but uh, a necessary time. Okay, to get to some of this stuff, I have Fauci. Uh, he was talking a little bit about the duration of this kind of thing, about um, uh, just a lot of how responsible we need to be, because a lot of people might want to fluff this off. If you've heard now, can't gather in a group more than 10, or, or bars closed by 10 o'clock tonight, your instinct might be, well, I'm going to go out, I'm going to do as much as I can, as quickly as I can, uh, you know, or buy whatever I can, and then we will have a failed system. So here is, and Fauci, by the way, he is currently part of the administration that is uh, Donald Trump's, but he's been a guy in this position through many different um, um, many different presidents, and he's just done an exceptional job. So let's hear a little bit from him. Thank you very much, Dr. Burks. So just to connect with what I mentioned to you in previous discussions in this room, and Dr. Burks said it very well, that in order to be able to contain and curtail this epidemic to not reach its maximum capability, we have a two-pillar approach one of which I believe has been very effective in preventing the substantial seating, and namely the travel restrictions that we've discussed many times in this room. The other, equally, if not more important, is when you have infection in your own country, which we do, 
And, you know, I could read the numbers, but they're really essentially what we've seen yesterday, incremental increases both uh, globally as well as in the United States with the curve doing that. So therefore, the kinds of things that we do are containment and mitigation. Uh, this, what we're mentioning now, the guidelines, when you look at them carefully, I believe if the people in the United States take them seriously because they were based on some rather serious consideration back and forth, some may look at them and say they're going to be really inconvenient for people. Some will look and say, well, maybe we've gone a little bit too far. They were well thought out. And the thing that I, I want to reemphasize, and I'll say it over and over again, when you're dealing with an emerging infectious diseases outbreak, you are always behind where you think you are if you think that today reflects where you really are. That's not word speak. It means if you think you're here, you're really here because you're only getting the results. Therefore, it will always seem that the best way to address it would to be doing something that looks like it might be an overreaction. It isn't an overreaction. It's a reaction that we feel is commensurate, which is actually going on in reality. So take a look at the guidelines, read them carefully, and we hope that the people of the United States will take them very seriously because they will fail if people don't adhere to them. We have to have, as a whole country, cooperate and collaborate to make sure these get done. What we want to do is be the best again. What America wants to do is do what it's done so many times before, uh, just flatten the heck out of our curve. I said we want a boring roller coaster. Right now our cases are going up, and if we you know, go way above and beyond what's being asked of us individually, whether or not we even agree with it, if a whole bunch of us do it, we will be another example, kind of like South Korea, for whatever reason, has been an example right now of how to handle this well. And I know you could say that it hasn't been handled well uh, up to this point. I know a lot of people have different reactions to what the mistakes have been. Uh, they are behind us. So we'll talk about those more later. Uh, it's like being in the middle of the race and trying to break down the uh, strategy you had for the first half of the race. Don't, don't do that now. You can do that after the race is over. Right now, if these guidelines flatten our curve, uh, reduce the amount of total cases that are happening in this country, and we become an example to the world on how to react well to something like this, call it an overreaction if you want, what will be what America has been for so many of us, what we believe it to be, an example for the rest of the world. I got a few calls on. Brian is on the air, a regular caller of mine. Hey, Brian, how you doing, bud? What's shaking? Not much. Um, what do you want to say? Anything. It's totally open phone lines all day, every day oh, on the Craig Collins Show right now. All day, every day. All day, Craig every Collins. day. Well, the only thing I was saying was, like, I was trying to just stay away from it as usual. Like, you know. Just, yeah, that makes you know, sense. I, I, got, I, I just don't even like talking about it. You know, all I do personally is I got some elderly in my family that I love. I'll just stay away from them for a while. Mm -hmm. There you go. Make sure everything's good on that, but. I keep hearing everybody talking about tablets and screens with the kids, and I heard you say it like, <laughs> oh, man, these screens these days with these kids are always on these screens. They are. I'm like, they are. Oh. I mean, the reason it's called a screen is because it started with this thing called the TV. Yeah. The TV screen, and before that, it was the silver screen. So people in general have been distracting themselves from doing productive stuff long before we got smartphones. Well, and I, I will say, I just called radio the first social media because it, it is. It's a media that's designed to be local. It's designed to be social. I want people to interact. You know, I'm, I'm proud of that. Um, so I want oh, you guys I to agree. call in. Yeah, and get your kids off the screens. 
listening to the Craig Collins show. That would be that's a way better move. Well, yeah, that's that's a way better <laughs> thing to do right there. Don't send them to Four Seasons no, with no. everybody else. Ah. No, no. Put them in the house and turn out. Let's all buy those really old radios that like we used to have in living rooms and just like sit around those. Let's hunker around that for a little bit. Uh, I'm looking for I'm looking for the like piece of furniture that's actually like yes. a, a record right. player. Thank you. Yeah, let's do that. Radio in there too. There we go. And then we can all They're call the show. Broadway tunes. Exactly. We can all call the oh, show. We can all talk. We can have a big giant conversation here in Bloomington and Normal. And I, I don't even care. I don't need to host it. You guys can talk to each other. It'll be great. Uh, but thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, later. Have a good uh, one. Uh, uh, what's your name, caller? I got another caller in the line. I put you on hold. Now Now you're there. Are you still there? Oh, yep. I was trying to get a hold of somebody regarding the Scott Miller show. The, um, oh. The plug for. You want to do some stuff off the air. You want to do some stuff here. Yeah. I'll put you back on hold. I will take a break in a second. And I'll get back to you. Give me a second, though. Uh, caller, what's your name? My name is Linda. Linda, what do you want to say? I love you, Linda, by no. the way. You're one of my regular callers, too. I'm always on here with you. <laughs> you um, don't even answer the phone when I'm on the air, you've said before. No, I don't. I don't take calls. There you go. All right, what do you want to say? Hey, listen, hon. I heard somebody told me, is it true that we have one in McLean County? Uh, I don't know about McLean County yet. I haven't heard uh, that. There's uh, Peoria. There's Woodford. Um, uh, Neil, if you want to jump in, too, have there been any confirmed cases in McLean County yet? Well, it was told on another radio station uh, by Juliet. Okay. As of this afternoon, the Department of Public Health is okay. not Maybe not reporting okay. not reporting any cases here in McLean County. As of this afternoon, if you heard Neil, uh, Linda, we are not reporting yeah. any cases. Um, we will look into that, though. If one of our competitors knows things we don't, we'd like to know them too, just to keep you guys safe. I'm but not going anywhere. Don't go anywhere, Linda. How I, do you want to do you want to talk about you know the age range? I'm, I'm curious. I don't, you don't have to tell us exactly how old you are, but are you in an at-risk group, Linda? Yes. Okay, so are you going to do everything you can to stay in? Is someone doing your grocery shopping for you? Yes. Okay, good. Because if not, you, you know, know you... How everybody, everybody's looking for meat. Yeah. Ha ha, I found it. <laughs> I want to know. I'm going to put you off the air, too, because I want to know about that. i got to take a break. I'm going to tell everybody in this town. I'm, no, no, I'm putting you off the air. I want to know your meat secrets. I'm going to put you on hold, Linda. Give me a second. Well, if I tell it on the radio, they won't have any meat left. I'm going to take a break, and it's just you and I talking as two friends. I'll take a quick break here, okay. Linda. Hang on. Quick break, a lot more at AM 1230 WJBC, your CNBC News report. Forecast from Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for the rest of the day today, then cloudy skies continuing overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. Lows will be in the mid-30s on the way out the door tomorrow. Highs rebounding close to 50 by tomorrow afternoon. Expect partly sunny skies for your Tuesday. More clouds for Tuesday night. Could see some showers late. Those continue into Wednesday morning. Lows Tuesday night into Wednesday morning will be in the upper 30s. High temperatures Wednesday afternoon in the mid-50s. Then another round of rain on the way for Thursday. Could even see some thunderstorms on Thursday with high temperatures in the 60s. We're a touch cooler but drier on Friday as highs dip back into the 50s. And heading into the upcoming weekend, another shot of some cooler weather. Highs near Saturday only close to 40. And then mid-40s on the way by Sunday afternoon. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Right now, 39 degrees, more news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show. On WJBC. Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I'm getting a lot more calls about a potential case here in McLean County. I will say this, and Neil, you've 
reported on this as far as our news uh, is aware right now. That is not confirmed. Uh, there is not a confirmed case of COVID-19 here locally. Uh, correct? Yes, that okay. is correct. As far as we know right now. But if, if it winds up being true, uh, if there is one, uh, that is what we've been warned about, that there would inevitably be some everywhere. I think Fauci and a few other people have said that it's it's a much bigger thing uh, scale-wise than we, we had even understood it to be you know, a week ago. It's, it's just the thing that as we do more testing, as we get more information. So I want to uh, urge calm, urge, you know, um, uh, everyone to, to take a big breath and we'll do the best we can to contain uh, any sort of cases if and when there are some here, uh, if that does turn out to be true. But we're getting a lot of calls about it. So I figured uh, we should address a little bit. I know I got another caller on the air. Caller, what was your name again? Kevin. Kevin, what'd you want to say? You didn't want to talk about that. You wanted to talk about something else. Yeah, well, with everything going on in that and a lot of large gatherings being, you know, canceled or postponed at least, yeah. the science fiction community, Trekkies and others and that, have taken a big hit, too. Sure. A so lot of, a lot of different conventions have taken a hit. So what do you so say? So what they've decided to do is stage a virtual science fiction convention on go. Facebook. See? I love it's it. Go ahead. Music, gaming... A lot of merchandise, T-shirts and stuff. It started on Friday night. When it's going to stop, who knows? <laughs> and That's the other thing. Yeah, you're right. You don't have to stick to almost, a certain amount of hours. We've got over 5,000 people on it so far. Nice. Uh, how do you get there? How do you find it? It's Consolation, C-O-N-C-E-L-L-A-T-I-O-N, mm-hmm. 2020. There you go. Thank you, Kevin, for the call. And it's an open group, so anybody can participate. Um, probably not for the real youngsters, though. Okay. All right. That is good to know. And I will let you go on that news because we will promote everything on the Craig Collins Show. But if this is not designed for, for all ages, uh, then, you know, we will do it uh, more quickly. Uh, but please call in 829-2345 if you're a restaurant that plans to be open after 10 o'clock tonight with uh, a drive through or carry-out. Uh, if you're a location that maybe doesn't thrive in that, but you want to you wanna keep your business operating, you want to keep your employees working, we want to do everything we can to promote as many of those businesses as possible. I'm not charging you a fee. Just call in, 829-2345, anytime during my show. Uh, I know that there's specific times for the morning show. There's going to be, you know, and do it any day. Any day, uh, 2 to 6, uh, call in, promote your business. We're giving free shout-outs all the time on AM 1230 WJBC to keep our community as uh, as you know uh, as strong as it possibly can be. I want to say this. I found another story that I thought was interesting, um, and I I probably need to get a doctor on a medical person to explain it even better to me. Uh, but it is it's rummaging out there in the world, and it might be valuable. Uh, we're starting to understand to an extent, and granted, uh, a lot more testing has to go in to understand you know if this is completely accurate. But some of the the most harmful reason some of the, the scariest reasons why why maybe some lives are being lost to COVID-19 and it's a cytokine storm uh, which means your immune system essentially turns on itself as the um, as the infection works to your lower lungs so it goes into your body like a regular infection would it infects your your upper uh, respiratory system but I guess that's not quite where the serious conditions and everything else takes place and for about 80 percent of people that's where it ends but if it gets to the, the lower respiratory system, if it, if it moves down, that's where things can get serious. And I guess for people who, who um, wind up, you know, unfortunately not surviving, uh, some of those people might be dealing with something we know about, a cytokine storm. 
which is happens in other medical illnesses, but your your immune system essentially turns into the enemy. And there are medicines that exist for that. So they're studying some of those and seeing if there might be a way to help people who get in emergency situations. And there's going to be a lot of news like that. For all the highlightable pieces of news that I see that scare us, um, and again, I want to continue to you know beg for caution in all that while we while we see things that we've never seen before there are going to be a lot of really cool stories I, I mentioned the story earlier in the show that there is a vaccine that's getting tested it's going to be at least a year uh, for that kind of thing to be kind of readily available to a lot of us but some volunteers are already uh, receiving a vaccine in the united states so so just breathe when you hear these stories and know that it's it's not one-sided uh the conversation there's a lot of work being done and then before i take a break i want to highlight a couple uh, more fun things that I saw. First, uh, because the Shedd Aquarium, like most places, uh, doesn't have any people in it right now. It's it's shut down. They let the penguins out to, <laughs> to walk around as if the penguins were, you know, people uh, looking at the aquarium. And I don't know if that's totally nice, by the way, because like a penguin, it eats fish. So anytime it walked up to one of the, the displays, I think it probably got a little hungry and or excited. Uh, but I have that video on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Craig Collins show. I thought it was a nice you know, kind of relaxing moment to see uh, the penguins for the first time get to be the customers at Shed Aquarium and walk around. And one of the employees there is shooting video. Uh, and, it, you know, it's just a 20, 30 second thing. But we, we need those little break things, those little, you know, extra pieces to make us feel better. Uh, something else that I found that I thought was tremendously uh, amusing to me is people are now starting to share the grocery items that no one buys, <laughs> no matter what. Like, if the grocery is sold out of a lot of things uh, because people are a little fearful, you're still pretty sure there's going to be some items on the shelves because they're just never going to be bought uh, <laughs> uh, by people. One is uh, pastas made from rogue items, like a chickpea pasta. Uh, that's probably still available in most of your stores if you need it. Uh, dryer sheets was a funny one I saw on a lot of social media that no matter what, you know, things were storming the stores to purchase. You don't need a lot of dryer sheets. That's not going to be a mass quantity thing. Uh, obscure canned vegetables is another one. Pork, I guess, is one that in some varieties, depending on the grocery store, might not be as uh, as popular as other items, although I think that's hit or miss because a lot of meat here uh, seems to be, you know, eaten in bulk. Uh, vegan food is something that you don't seem to see a lot of. And actually, I thought this was funny, um, and I totally mean this in, in earnest. This is not, you know, uh, sarcastic. This is not meant to be in any way, you know, insensitive. It's It's true. Uh, my wife was freaking out because we couldn't find tortillas. My wife is Mexican, and she said that a lot of people in her community were buying tortillas because it's a staple in all the different foods. And I was like, that's, I, I can't even, like, that wouldn't have hit me. I wouldn't have ran to the grocery store to grab a tortilla, but I'm not of that, you know, uh, of the same ethnicity as my wife. And she said that that's a huge deal. We need a, I think even the, the person where we went said that they were getting another shipment later today. So hopefully that's been fixed. I saw that uh, Dutch coffee shops, uh, were there was a run on those because people wanted weed out there. They're like, before these close down, we need to buy as much of this legal pot as we can. So I don't know what's happened uh, locally, but there's a lot of things going on that hopefully give us a, a feeling of brevity at a time that we haven't experienced ever. Uh, caller, what's your name? Yes, hi, my name is Candace. Hey, Candace, what do you want to say? Um, I just wanted to call in, and I noticed he was letting us advertise um, yeah, that businesses were still open. Yeah, um, I'm calling on behalf of First Block. I manage out there, so I wanted to let everybody know, our loyal customers, that we are open. Our dining room is closed, but we will do delivery, 
And we just want to encourage everybody to pay with their card so we sure. can limit as much face-to-face contact as possible. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're here to serve you. Um, please limit your comment, you know, your walk-ins and the pickups. Order online at First Walk of Blooming, or I'm sorry, firstwalkbloomington.com. That'll get you directly to our page, and we'll get you some food. Cool. And you can also uh, give you guys a call, then I imagine, 309-821-0039. That's correct. All right. Call us up. There you go. First one. Open. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will do that all day during my show. I want to help the community as much as I can. Help the businesses that that need to, you know, get their their revenue a different way. And uh, the amount of options that are about to be available in Bloomington and Normal for delivery and carry out uh, is going to be through the roof. Eight two nine. Two three four five. If you're one of those businesses and you want to promote the fact that you'll be operating in some fashion after 10 p.m. tonight, uh, please do so today or any day on the Craig Collins Show. All right, I got a break. I got a CDC report that I'm going to get to and a little bit more on AM 1230. It's Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Open phone lines uh, pretty much all the time, actually, on my show, but definitely now, 829-2345. Uh, call me if you're someone that's staying at home because you have to or call me because your business is going to stay open after 10. Uh, David, you're on the phone, though. You got a, another thing we should uh, be weir- we should be mindful of. Yeah, Craig, thanks for doing the great work that you're doing, especially at this time. Uh, I'm on the, both on the boards for the American Red Cross and the Community Cancer Center, and one of the things uh, that's going on is a lot of blood drives around the country have, have canceled their drives out of this uh, uh, virus fear. And uh, the Midwest is one of the strongest blood-donating regions in the United States. So we need, A, people to continue to donate blood uh, at the Red Cross Center and at the various Red Cross drives. And, B, we need employers or groups that would be willing to host drives still to uh, contact the American Red Cross. The reason being cancer, uh, people dealing with cancer are some of the highest users of donated blood. Yeah. And uh, we can't forget about those people either because they're fighting a big enough battle as it is. Well, you know, to be honest, you, Craig. No, do you know, to be honest real quick, I, I want to say this to you, David, too. Um, I, I realize that even though we talk about like the amount of hospital beds and all the different ways in which people might go to, uh, you know, intensive care uh, because of COVID-19, there's a lot of people that are already in those right. situations that are already dealing with serious illnesses. And we, we can't forget about, we have to, while we socially distance you know, in our day-to-day lives to protect each other from transmitting something, we still have to be the great human beings that we are to each other and treat each other, you know, as, as valuable as valuably as we can. I don't even know. If, I think I just made up a word. Uh, but, you know, in doing that, we got to do things like this. I wonder if maybe people could host, host like, smaller form blood drives so it didn't have to be beyond, you know, the 10 people uh, number or whatever it is. Maybe yeah, there'd be a way to do, I, I, you know, smaller I'm versions sure of this. I'm sure the Red I'm sure the Red Cross is open to any of that. Yeah. Uh, so please contact them, and hopefully they'll be contacting you as well. But keep up the good work, cool. Craig. Thank you, Thank David. You. Thank you for calling in. 829-2345. I almost lost breath as I was uh, talking there a second ago, but 829-2345. Uh, call in. Uh, promote a business that you're going to keep open after 10 o'clock tonight that uh, you know, you got to keep open however you can. Uh, call for anything, just to talk if you're someone who's stuck. Uh, I thought this story was funny, and then i got to take another break, and I like it a lot. Out of all the people out there in the world who might have been extra prepared for things like what's going on right now with all the shutdowns and all the you know fears, uh, et cetera, 
Uh, this group of people kind of amused me. They're screenwriters and television writers for, like, zombie movies and stuff. They're people who are those panic movies that exist out there. One, the writers who, who write The Walking Dead TV show said that they were tremendously ready to go remote on the off chance that for any reason they needed to, uh, coronavirus or whatever, and I thought that was fairly amusing, that their show is certainly based on a different thing, but a thing that could happen, that can't happen, I should say, actually, uh, but a, a shutdown because of stuff. And so they're all super prepared. And if you have anybody in your life, too, uh, 829-2345, someone that has like a go bag or someone that just, you know, stocks things every so often uh, in the off chance that something scary would happen, right now they're the people that you're turning to, even if for a long time you've been saying to them, like, oh, calm down. Well, now they seem like geniuses. So I just want to highlight some of those people out there, too. And I'd love to have you call in if you are one of those people or you know one of those people because, you know, for a long time, you'd be like, ah, man, come on, it's not going to. And now we're living through something we've never seen before. So the people that write for some of these shows and some of the people in your lives are looking pretty, pretty smart. All right, I got to take another break. A lot more on AM 1230 WJBC forecast from Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. Tonight, mostly cloudy skies, a low of 35. For tomorrow, partly sunny, a high up to 50. Wednesday, some morning rain likely, a high of 56. Then Thursday, showers again in the forecast, much warmer as well Thursday with a high of 66. Right now, 39 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Curiosity Daily co-host Cody Goff knows a bunch of ways to make you smarter. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. Let's see if he can help a lost cause like the Craig Collins Show. Hey, leave him alone. He doesn't know anything. Don't show up. Don't come out. Don't start caring about me now. Craig Collins Show. AM 1230 WJBC. Don't come out. Don't show up. Those are a lot of good messages from Dua Lipa. Uh, Cody Goff is on the show. Cody, how you doing, bud? I'm at home. Are you? Have you? You're not coming <laughs> out. You're staying home, Dua Lipa style. I am. Uh, I'm not going anywhere, Craig. Go. Nowhere, this... both metaphorically and physically. Right? Yeah, me neither. I'm. This is the the furthest I'm ever going to go in the whole career. So it's, I'm happy to be where I am. Uh, I, I love having you on. You are the co-host of Curiosity Daily. Uh, you do a podcast every single day, Monday through Friday. Uh, informative, fun. Uh, your co-host is Ashley Hamer. Uh, but you guys are going to have a really good one coming out this week, right? Because you've connected with one of the premier institutions as far as knowing stuff about COVID-19. Yeah, Craig. Uh, so Curiosity Daily, um, so, you know, we typically try to be your escape from the news cycle. We don't do a lot of breaking or developing news stories. But at the same time, um, we're science communicators. We do science. We're, I mean, we're a science educational podcast. A lot of people have a lot of questions. And I, I don't think at this point, I don't think there's virtually anyone on the planet not affected by this. So we thought it'd be kind of foolish. I mean, you can't just like keep doing the little peppy science show and totally ignore what's happening, right? So we got in touch with Dr. Amish Adalja. He's a senior scholar at the Johns Hopkins University Center for Health Security. Um, he had just gotten off the phone with CNN, and earlier he was on Fox Business. So we had an extended interview with him, and we'll be dropping wow. that Wednesday morning as a bonus episode completely separate from our regular show. Cool. So if, if you like Curiosity Daily and, um, and, and you want that to be your escape, that's great. Just skip the episode. But for those who are interested, we're going to provide that additional resource where you can 
sit down and listen to our 20-minute interview with, with Dr. Delja um, and address, you know, we're really addressing the main concerns right now, I think, on everyone's mind is like, why is everything being shut down? Yeah. Why are schools closing? Why, why do we have to do all these things? Uh, and Dr. Adalja did a pr- pretty good job explaining that. And I, I can get into really well, any of the burning questions you have if you so, want. So, yeah, I, I would love, like, the, the biggest question I have for anyone, a, a mind like that, is we really don't know a lot still. Like, not factually. We can make a lot of really intelligent observations, and we can we can make a lot of assumptions. But uh, at least what I've been saying on this radio program, and it's it's come to light more this week than last week, is there, there's a lot of variables still to be figured out long down the road. And so for anyone out there that's that's questioning why a lot of this stuff is happening, uh, in my mind, it's it's an abundance of precaution along with what might be a lot of like legitimate need. Um, so it's either or. Uh, but in e- either case, it's it's smart. So when you talk to people that are like that in the know, is there still like a lack of concrete knowledge that I assume there there might be, or do they seem like they've got a much better grasp than uh, than even I think uh, right now? <laughs> Craig, you are such a good interviewer. You just said the exact question that we led with that was my number one thing, because you hear so many people compare this thing to the flu, right? Yeah. And what I said was, I was like, look, everything seems to be changing all the time. What do we know right now that yes. is crystallized that won't change over time? And what don't me, and what comparisons to the flu are fair and which ones aren't. Um, and I don't remember them all off the top of my head, so you sure. will have to listen to Curiosity uh-huh. to get this. But in terms of, like, what type of virus this is, right, like the way it manifests, the way it spreads, some stuff like that, um, we're able to, to basically compare it because, you know, uh, uh, there are many coronaviruses. Like, this isn't the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's COVID-19. So mm-hmm. um, we know enough about coronaviruses, and there are some things in, in terms of that that we can take away. But what people are making the mistake of doing is saying, how harmful is it? How deadly is it? Who's most at risk for it? Like, I'm a type 1 diabetic, and they don't actually know how much worse it would be if I got this. Like, they don't know how much of an increased risk if you have diabetes, obesity, um, pregnancy. There isn't enough data. And so when people throw around things like, oh, the fatality rate is, oh, only this much Mm -hmm. or only that much, we don't know. And the minimum is that this is at least, uh, it's magnitude more deadly than the flu already, right? Yes. That's the minimum. Um, And I'm not trying to scare people, but what I'm saying is, like, don't assume that we're on the low end of this and like, you know, you only have a, you know, point whatever percent chance of, of, of fatality. The other thing is maybe you don't want to take that, let's say, like point whatever chance of, you know, dying from this. Sure. But the transmissibility of it is what matters vitally. And when you extrapolate that, if you come into contact with 500 people tomorrow, you could be writing a death sentence for those, you know, for a couple of those people. Like, this is the issue. It's a society, it's a society-wide social, yeah. you know, transmissible thing. So, so that's the issue. So, so people need to stop um, thinking of it as like, oh, I'm at a low risk, or yeah. oh, it's comparable to the flu, because it's not the case. So I, this is a reaction I've had over the last week, because like, you know, let's rewind to last Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday. I was confused as to why, like, things were getting canceled. And I know the NBA wanted to play games without fans for a while, and then a player gets it, so then they cancel stuff, and then all the other sports go with them. Uh, Last week, with the knowledge 
that I could get at the time, it seemed like we might technically be overreacting. Um, and, and I know that that's a dangerous, you know, you know, does it matter, does it not? But within a week, it seems like even the way in which we understand the transmission of it, as you just said, uh, one of the things that scared me, and again, I don't like fear-mongering. I, I've been trying to say on the show, too, to breathe. Most of us are okay. You're going to be okay. It'll be okay. Listen to everything they're telling you, but you're okay. I just want to say that as many times as I can. Um, mm-hmm. What I've learned about the transmission of it is you can have no symptoms for up to five days and still be incredibly, incredibly likely to give it to other people. So as responsible as you could possibly be, let's say that you had gone to a Coachella and you knew that if you got sick, you would quarantine yourself right away. There's a window there where even attempting to protect others, you might accidentally not. And as you just said, for the, the groups that are at risk, this seems to be very different than anything else that's out there. So it's it's tremendously important that we do everything we can while we still don't know uh, how big of a, a risk this is to an everyday person. It's irrelevant because we've seen enough horrible things happen in Italy, in China, wherever, and, and now we're starting to understand that you know a lot of people could be transmitting this before, not, not having no um, symptoms ever. This would be pre-symptomatic, not asymptomatic, uh, before ever getting symptoms. So the most responsible of people could accidentally be harming others, uh, which is just yeah, to me like the biggest takeaway. If you if you want to protect other people, you need to stay home because you can't do anything else. Yeah. So um, I watched part of the president's press conference this afternoon, and um, a Dr. Anthony Fauci spoke. Yeah. He's been called the country's top expert on infectious diseases. Have you already covered this on your show? No. Go ahead. Do it again. It. Oh, okay. All right. The, no. This is this is the most. This is one of the best articulated quotes I think I've heard from any expert. This entire time, uh, he's been the scientific advisor for every president since Ronald Reagan. Yeah. He's been he's been doing this for 36 years. Here's what he said, and I, I will quote this because I was actually just transcribing the quote from my podcast. "Quote: When you're dealing with an emerging infectious disease outbreak, you are always behind where you think you are. If you think that today reflects where you really are, so what that means is if you think you're here, you know, way over." You know, reach your right arm out to the right, yeah. then you're really here and reach your left arm all the way out because you're only now getting the result. And so, therefore, it will always seem that the best way to address it would be doing something that might look like an overreaction, but it is not an overreaction. It's a reaction that the government, the governments around the world feel is necessary what's actually going on in reality. So right. the time really to take action could have been one or two weeks ago we don't know but right now it's better better late than never um well, and better safe than sorry here's the way i i've approached that because i'm getting calls on both sides of the political uh, aisle uh, every so often wanting to talk about like you know what decisions did the president make right or wrong or, or whatever we're in the middle of the race right now i don't want to talk strategy halfway through the race let's get to the end of the race I, i'm not saying forget strategy let's discuss the heck out of it when the time comes but right now the more important thing is to assess the situation as fauci has done a great job of doing give us the information uh react accordingly you know, flatten the curve, which is a sentence you hear all the time. And then once it's finally flat, we can start maybe diving into those other areas. But for now, I think one thing, and I this is the only political thing I'll say, and then I, I want to throw a couple topics at you before I let you go, Cody. Um, mm-hmm. Our our healthcare system seems to be um, completely incapable of dealing with something like this. That's going to have to be fixed. We're going to have to. I don't know what the answer is. I don't want to say who's right and wrong out of the people doing stuff. But when when this happens and South Korea and whoever uh, seem to be even better suited than us, almost every 
a wealthy country better suited to, than us to deal with something like this. Uh, it's that's as as big of an indication as any that that something needs to change in that world. I mean, I'm worried for our healthcare providers uh, as much as anyone else. So so that I feel like that if you want to have a political takeaway, and again, I'm not telling you who's right and wrong on how to fix it. It needs some fixing. Um, I don't know if yeah. you agree with that. Uh, re- real quick, uh, yeah, on that note, I do want to also say somebody somebody wrote on my Facebook wall and they were like, "Well, look at how look at how many people are dying in Italy." You know, now you you still want to have a healthcare system like theirs? Yeah. But the thing is, we are so far behind in the timeline. Yeah. Two yeah, weeks from now, we could be ten times worse than Italy, and I really hope that's not the case. I'm not trying to be alarmist. Nope. I don't know, but what I'm saying is, you cannot look at other countries right now and say they're doing a better or worse job right. because we haven't had to do the job yet. The right. job hasn't been done. Yeah. We're not even close. No. Um, um, there is there is so, an article that currently exists in the New York Times um, from someone saying they'd rather be in Italy than the U.S. I'm not saying I agree with the article. It's just out there if you want to read uh, the comparison for those things. Uh, and our numbers do mirror Italy, uh, which, again, I'm not trying to stoke fear. I want a lot of people to be calm while listening to my radio show. But our, our numbers, the way our cases have, have you know gone it's it's an eerie similarity to Italy, as you said, just a little behind uh, them. Before I let you go, do you know what Vegemite is by chance? <laughs> I've heard of it, and I saw it okay. trending on Twitter because Tom Hanks did something, but oh I have God. no idea it's, what's happening. It's so much Vegemite, I've been told. I've never had it myself either. I got a buddy from Ireland who lives in Australia right now, and he I, like back and forth messages when I reached out, so much more important to him than anything else in the world. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks eats way too much Vegemite, apparently, on his uh, on his sandwiches. So I thought maybe you and I could do a, a you know video where we're socially aware, so neither one of us will be in the same place. We'll do it over the internets, and we both got to try this with Tom Hanks level of Vegemite because apparently it's like gonna burn. It's gonna taste terrible. So that's the thing that's out there in the world uh, that he he you know shared. I also got to ask you this: I saw a story about a guy who uh, wanted to schedule his vasectomy at a point in time when he had a, a great amount of things you know, to, to keep him entertained while, while lying around healing. So he did it for the NCAA, champion, the NCAA March Madness stuff. And then even, the, even though the vasectomy happened, the March Madness didn't. How bad do we feel for that guy? I feel just a little bad for him because, like, that's, that's terrible, man. You, gotta, you plan it out. You hope to be entertained. And now you had a procedure like that and no, no live TV. So maybe play some video games is my recommendation to that guy. But I just wanted your take on how bad that is. That is really, really bad. I know, honestly. I will, I will say, look, um, again, we're not going to be doing a lot of, like, breaking news, you know, COVID news on our podcast, but we are starting to look into um, talking to psychologists and researchers and, and trying to get some life hacks for stuff like how to work at home effectively, how to consume social media and, and not overreact, how to, cool. um, you know, kind of stay calm and do all this stuff. So we'll yeah. be peppering that into our show in the future, but, like, based on past experiences – what you said about video games is actually kind of true because, like, this is you, – you can, you can look at this as dire as things are as an opportunity. If you're stuck at home under house arrest, pick up a new skill. Watch some yeah. YouTube videos. Learn yeah. something. You know, do that, you know, spring cleaning you've been holding off or whatever. Like, there are ways – you know, a big part of um, psychology is perception and a big part of, like, what makes you happy and what makes you unhappy. So if you can – one good hack that we've talked about a lot of research on our show with, just, you know, t- the way you perceive this is going to make the difference. If you think you're trapped at home, you're going to have a bad time. If you think you're at home and you have extra time at home and extra time to do things, yeah. 
you will have a good time necessarily, mm-hmm. but that's on you. You've got to kind of turn the frown upside down, and I know how trite that sounds, but it really has been shown to work effectively in many scientific studies. So, doesn't sound trite like at all. I, it doesn't sound trite yeah. at all, Cody. And I got to ask you, man, when you talk to the next psychologist, ask about that guy with the vasectomy thing, because like, I really want to know how he <laughs> handles it. Because like, that's important. I mean, get to the other stuff, talk about COVID-19, but ask about that dude in L.A. who's dealing with no March Madness right now, because he's, he's a struggling too, bud. All right, I got to let you go. I'm way behind on breaks. Cody Goff, uh, just a fountain of information today, uh, doing it right. Uh, and I can't wait to try Vegemite with you, buddy. Can't wait. Okay, cool. All right, talk to you later. Check out the Curiosity Daily podcast every single day, Monday through Friday, including the special episode Wednesday, where they talk to someone from John's Ho- John Hopkins, one of the premier places just on top of everything going on that you need to know. Forecast from Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for the rest of the day today. Then cloudy skies continuing overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. Lows will be in the mid-30s on the way out the door tomorrow. Highs rebounding close to 50 by tomorrow afternoon. Expect partly sunny skies for your Tuesday. More clouds for Tuesday night. Could see some showers late. Those continue into Wednesday morning. Lows Tuesday night into Wednesday morning will be in the upper 30s. High temperatures Wednesday afternoon in the mid-50s. Then another round of rain on the way for Thursday. Could even see some thunderstorms on Thursday with high temperatures in the 60s. We're a touch cooler but drier on Friday as highs dip back into the 50s. And heading into the upcoming weekend, another shot of some cooler weather. Highs near Saturday only close to 40 and then mid-40s on the way by Sunday afternoon. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Right now, 39 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Wash your hands. When you got a cough, cough, turn your head. Yeah, you got to clean, clean, clean your space. This is how you keep, keep germs away. Yeah, you got to Man, is it a hit. 2020, that might be a big hit from a guy that was, I think he placed third on an American Idol past season. That's Danny Gokey. Uh, he has a new song out. He's got a bunch of kids dancing with him in the video. And a really important message he's also passing along. That's a bunch of the CDC guidelines for how you can protect others. Uh, and actually, there's a whole bunch of new guidelines. So let's get to that first. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, the White House today urged older Americans to stay home. Avoid any kind of crowds. Eat, do not eat out at restaurants, which for the most part now are closing uh, as part of a sweeping set of new guidelines to combat the surge in coronavirus cases. Uh, COVID-19 is actually what it should be called, uh, cases that we're experiencing out there, uh, a lot of them spiking. I know that I've gotten calls about a case that, that some are hearing exists in McLean County. We still can't confirm any of that stuff. Um, uh, but I will say this, at least moving forward, there probably will be one. If it's not one right now, uh, the chances are that it's it's probably going to be a lot of places, and that shouldn't make people immediately go to, like, you know, completely petrified terror sort of reactions. We all need to take a breath. We need to stay calm. We need to realize that, that a majority of us uh, will be okay, and we need to protect people to make sure that even more people are okay. Uh, but, you know, uh, just breathe as much as you can, honestly. Uh, we'll still work and figure out whether or not there is a case. And as soon as we do know for sure... We will let you guys know for anyone that's still asking if there is one. Um, New guidelines say for the next 15 days, Americans should not gather in groups of 10 or more. This is coming from the White House. Schools should be at home. Discretionary travel and social visits should all be avoided. If anyone in a household tests positive, 
everyone in that house will wind up, you know, being quarantined for the safety of of everyone. Um, and, you know, I actually have a story out of China that I should at some point continue to talk about of a, a daughter who protected her mom, who's now OK, who got COVID-19. And actually, it was a somewhat serious case in and out of the hospital. Um, but she never got it. And she took care of her mom for days. She wore face masks. She had multiple pairs of gloves that she was changing. She behaved like a healthcare provider and uh, she was able to avoid it. That doesn't mean, you know, that that we can, again, relax and not follow any of the guidelines. But it's not it's not like the Terminator situation. You will be OK. Breathe. Everything will be fine. Just follow the guidelines. Next 15 days, no crowd of 10 or more. A lot of things are closing down. Gyms are closing. A lot of stuff will close restaurants uh, this evening, but they will still be open for drive-through service and for carry-out service. Eight two nine two three four five. It would be wonderful if any of those establishments want to call in and start to mention to the public that they will be serving. I'll take those calls all week long, uh, anytime. Actually, eight two nine two three four five to support the people that work there and the business owners themselves. Uh, there is still ways to get takeout food and some, you know, restaurants that don't typically rely on that. We'll be doing it as well, and they'll be calling in and letting you know on WJBC throughout the show. Uh, but that's the new set of guidelines. If if you you know have an event coming up that has 10 or more people, you should probably cancel it. This comes from Anthony Fauci, the um, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease Director. Uh, he says that if we don't adhere to these kind of things, our attempts will fail. And so by following this, no matter how ridiculous some may feel it is, and, and I'll be honest, just last week I was, you know, surprised at some of the stuff going on, but the amount of information we've seen in the week, uh, the amount of, of fear that I have, I think, as far as being able to, to be infectious and not know it, those kind of things should make us follow these guidelines, but also not, you know, go buy all the hand sanitizer at the Walmart, uh, the Walmart, because you just don't, you don't need to do that kind of stuff yet. I want to shift gears again, because this show, like part of the show is to not be, you know, serious. I want to inform you. I want to, I want to keep you uh, up to date on everything going on. So the news is doing that. I'm doing that. We'll keep doing that. Uh, but I also want you to, to enjoy the fact that you might be sitting around at home listening to the radio more than we, we usually do. Uh, two different Big Brother TV shows are going on right now. There's one in Germany and there's one in Canada. And none of the people on the shows know about coronavirus. I saw this story today. It's, it's for real. The producers aren't telling them. Granted, it's in Germany and Canada right now, and I guess they're not going out of the house. That's the idea of the show. So uh, maybe they don't need to know, or I don't know. But they're just not being told. I thought that was crazy that there's you could watch a show, granted, not terribly easily here in the U.S. for as far as the German one goes, maybe the Canadian one, and see a bunch of people who have yet to understand you know, what, what's going on out here. And more importantly, like if the producers keep not telling these people, what is it going to be like when they're done with the show? Like when you get off the show and you know it's been going on for weeks, I, I don't know, but I couldn't, I couldn't believe the story. And so maybe things have changed since yesterday when it came out, and I hope it's somehow erroneous. But people in Germany and Canada don't know about what's going on out here, and it's, it's, it'd be crazy. I, I might tune in just to see what that's like. Uh, and I actually saw some tweets from friends of mine, some, some people out there saying like they remember a month ago or two like how the world just feels so different. And I think that's one of the reasons we can start to get so fearful, right, is like everything we think is normal feels to not really be there anymore. It feels like it's changed. And so that can make you pretty afraid. But, you know, if you take a step back, there's still a lot of normal things that you can do every single day. You can work out at home. I have a story here about if the, if the gyms, which all seem to now 
be closing. Like, what are some good workout tips for home? First, make a space. Make a big enough space to give yourself, you know, arm flailing uh, distance. Because if you want to get, you know, physical about it, if you want to be all over the place, you're going to need the extra uh, little area. Uh, Maybe open a window uh, for a little bit of the time, especially if it's colder, because you can get some of that sweet, sweet cold air in if you're... uh, yeah, <laughs> really sweating a lot in the living room or wherever. Um, squeeze as much of your body as you can, which I just did. Well, I said that, you know, as you work out at home, if you don't have access to all the weights and things you might have in a, in a gym, you can just tighten up and that might help you a little bit. Uh, do give yourself breaks. Uh, this is another piece of information out there, but you can do a 10 minute equipment free workout for any part of your body. It says, and I'll, I'll probably share this on social media. Uh, while you're at home, you could do a lot of stuff as Cody Goff, uh, the guest from the Curiosity Daily podcast said in the last half hour, uh, your mental you know, state, your the way that you frame what's going on right now will help you be calm or will help you not be calm. And so you should look at it more like a whole bunch of snow days when you were a kid without the ability to go out and do stuff, you know, without a car and a license, and you just got to skip that test you didn't want to take when you were in, say, like third, fourth grade, and enjoy it. Enjoy being home. Make yourself you know, a ramen noodle or whatever I used to do and just enjoy the fact that, you know, you're protecting yourself too and you're protecting others uh, by staying inside and following these these guidelines as best you can because uh, it's a very important thing that we do and then our, our amount of cases will, will start to go down or at least start to flatten out and then life will start getting back to normal uh, like it has started to in the places that were hit uh, before us like China. They have flatten their curve and they you know people are going back to work that weren't so there is an end to all this it does end uh and i know that it feels you know right now very strange it's it's you i've never lived through this in our life lifetimes but it doesn't mean it goes on forever uh eight two nine two three four five if you want to call in and talk about any of the stuff i'm saying or just anything in general uh or if you have an an opening if your restaurant or something is going to be open call in and tell us that too uh one thing because it's normal to do it I talk about it all the time. I don't know why. I'm a New York Giants football fan, but I'm just obsessed with Tom Brady, obsessed with the decision he makes. And he's like big sports news <laughs> when there's very little sports news. I guess he's down to two teams. Neil, did you hear that he's down to two teams, the Patriots and the Bucks? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you don't know go, if you re- if he goes to the Bucks, we've got two issues. <laughs> Here's the thing though. Bill Belichick doesn't want to pay him. What I, what I read is Bill does not want to give Tom Brady the money that Tom Brady wants, and the Bucks are going to throw cash at him along with a bunch of other teams that he doesn't want to go to. So Tommy's going to have to decide to play for a guy that seems to not want him or take $30 million-ish dollars and go be a Buccaneer. For mm. most of us, I think you pick Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I guess Tampa, you're in Florida. It's right. nice weather be nice, for yeah. the most part. Right. But, I mean, yeah. the team, they might be on the up and up. I just I don't know if I want to see him in a buc- <laughs> Buccaneers uniform. Belichick doesn't want him. He doesn't want him. I wanted to talk about just for a second because uh, to me I need those I need those moments of levity and what Tom Brady's up to for whatever reason just always entertains me. It just always does. I don't know why. The only sporting news too. I mean, there's some trades going on in the NFL today. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's they're you know, active. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the only kind of really sports stuff happening. Right. Yeah, because everything else is all locked down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you got it. You got to do that when you can. I saw this other story too that I kind of liked. Uh, a man um, who lost his his uh, memories like uh, 30 years ago. He has amnesia. Lost his memories uh, in 1990 due to a brain injury. Uh, he was watching a news report on China. I guess he's from China. Uh, on his hometown about COVID-19. He does not have the virus. No one he knows has it. Just watch the news report. All his memories came flooding back to him. I don't know how or why that would be the trigger, 
but the guy now remembers everything that his brain had forgotten uh, after that trauma. And, like, there's a video of him weeping. Granted, it's not in English, otherwise I'd play it, calling his family members saying, you know, he remembers everything. It's surreal to see, and it's certainly, you know, I'm not trying to put a positive spin on bad things, but I'm saying there are positive stories in the world that exist. This guy is 83 years old and now finally remembers a bunch of stuff that he hasn't known for 30 years. How crazy, how crazy is that? To just think, like, you know, watching the news story, super serious, and you're like, oh, yeah, all those memories just came back to me. That'd be kind of scary. It would, it would. It would be a lot of things, but then your family would probably be relieved that all of a sudden, you know, you know who they are. Because, like, honestly, there was a lot of stuff going on there. So that story's in the news, a bunch of stories in the news that have a positive feel if you need those uh, today. I've got a lot more, but i got to take another break. The Craig Collins Show on AM 1230, WJBC. We have all your, your COVID-19 news, all your coronavirus uh, news that you need whenever you need it. Neurologist Brian Walder tonight, mostly cloudy, a low of 35. Tomorrow, partly sunny, high of 50. Wednesday morning, rain, likely high of 56. Thursday, showers, likely a high of 66. Right now, 41 degrees at WJBC. Uh, I'm with you till 6 o'clock, so just a few more minutes. Uh, please call in, 829-2345, if you need someone to talk to, because uh, you've been locked at home for a little bit. If you have a restaurant or a business that's going to be open after they start closing down the dining areas starting at 10 o'clock tonight, uh, open for drive through open for carry-out, whatever, uh, just call in to let people know in case maybe they don't, uh, in case it's not the kind of thing you're known for. Uh, we'd love to promote you guys free of charge. I'm not sending anybody a bill. Uh, so call in and let us know uh, what places are going to be open and you know, what your hours are going to be. Uh, I want to also thank our medical professionals. Uh, two ER doctors tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, one of them is in his 70s. He's out of Jersey. Uh, another guy, I think, is in his 40s, uh, and I think he's out of Washington. So uh, that'll probably be another thing we've seen it in other countries that, that will happen here. And um, just like when you see a fire and you watch firefighters run into it or, you know, something goes on and you watch police officers go toward whatever it is, first responders go toward these things. Uh, right now, with everything going on, there are certainly cases all over the country uh, that feel the same as any sort of first responder running at any other danger, and doctors are running at it. You know, the doctors in your community and a bunch of communities just like it are going to run toward uh, these things. They're going to do everything they can to protect themselves, and it's going to be really hard, and they're just going to do it. And so every so often when you say to yourself, you know, like, I hated this bill that I got from this hospital or whatever, you don't hate the doctor. Uh, there's a lot of other things that might frustrate you, but right now, part of the community that's going to be tremendously important to us and just fearless is any sort of health providers, any sort of doctor, nurse, admin staff, uh, those places as, as things. And I don't mean just here, because again, if you're listening to this right now, you're like, wait, how many cases do we have in McLean? We have none currently confirmed, uh, but all over the country, this is the kind of thing that's happening. So if you know people, I got a couple friends who are doctors in New York City. Uh, I reached out to them. They just had a kid. Uh, I reached out to them and said, you know, I hope everything's okay. And she was like, we're, we're waiting. There's, there's more coming. It's, it's already, you know, more than you expect. But there's just, you know, getting as much prepared as you can. I know we're going to try and maybe with federal help uh, get more uh, ability in those areas, get more beds, get more staff. Uh, we're asking people out of retirement. There's all kind of things happening on a national level, on a state level, and eventually on a local level. Uh, as far as protecting people in the in the medical world, and you can't do anything but honor and thank uh, people that are running at that kind of thing right now. And other than that, you really should just stay indoors. If you're listening right now and you 
You want to go out. You can promote businesses. We can figure it out. We can all get through this. We can, you know, uh, make it as as harm, you know, reduced on our because I don't want to say harmless because there's going to be harm. Uh, but we can mitigate the harm as much as possible on our on our economy uh, by by trying to prop each other up, trying to be, you know, great Americans while also following the newest guidelines from the White House saying to have no group more than 10 people uh, anywhere, to, to be less than 10 people at all times for about two weeks, ever-changing situation. A week ago, you never could have predicted where we are. Next week, I have no idea where we'll be, but all the guidelines we're throwing out is so that next week is better. You know, uh, last week wasn't very good. Uh, this week's much worse, and we, we want to hope that we get to a point where next week is better. So if you're wondering, like, why am I doing this and honestly like the people who are buying all all the toilet paper the people who are buying all that stuff please stop please care about the other you know humans that are in this area that are in all the areas that you're in and do everything you can to to prop them up too because you know i get it i get it i've been covering this for a while and a lot of it was about me thinking about how i would deal with it if i got it or you know what i would do etc how i felt about if if things closed and it's not just about you. It's not. And it takes some time to realize that for all of us uh, because it's so easy to to look at a situation like this, a situation we've never seen in, in the history of, uh, of most of our lives. We've never seen anything like this before and be like, well, but for me, that doesn't work. And it's, it's about more than you. And it's okay if it took you a little while to get there. That's okay. Uh, but just be there now um, and, and do, you know, the right thing. And I don't, I don't want to be on a soapbox. I hate that. The Craig Collins show likes to be silly. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this is an unprecedented situation we're in, and we have to take unprecedented measures to to not be in it for long. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. I thank everyone out there, all the different businesses that are going to try to make it through this, all the healthcare professionals that are going to help people like you and me make it through this, uh, and anyone out there who's, you know, uh, sitting at home and lonely, call my show. I'm on from 8 to 6, or 2, excuse me, uh, 2 to 6. I don't know why, 2 to 6. Every uh, Monday through Friday, that's in the afternoons. Call my show eight two nine two three four five. I will be here, and I'd love.